Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just a couple words of announcement today before we have our Lenten service. Uh, the first is just to tell you that we are continuing to try to get out resources to everyone and we need your help in doing that. That if you know of someone who's not receiving these resources, uh, please let us know that so that we can reach out to them and see how we can serve them in this time. Uh, secondly, if there are specific printed resources that you need, newsletters, uh, the portals of prayer devotional, anything like that, again, please reach out to me or to one of the elders and we'll make sure that we can get those materials to you uh, just as quick as possible. And finally, we hope by this Sunday, by Palm Sunday, uh, on our video then, uh, we will have an announcement about what our Easter uh, celebration will look like this year. Uh, and so we pray that you will uh, tune in this Sunday, uh, both for worship, but also to find out uh, what we'll be doing this year uh, to celebrate our Lord's resurrection. Uh, I hope you are well. Know that indeed God is with you. I know that also God, through times like this, calls us to reflection and repentance, uh, humbles us before him in order that we might look to him for every good. And when we look to him for every good, he gives us every good. Namely, he gives us Jesus. God's peace be with you this day. Amen. Hymn 420, Christ the Life of All the Living, 1 and 7. Christ the life of all the living, Christ the death of death our foe, who thyself for me wants giving to the darkest depths of woe, through thy sufferings, death and merit, I eternal life inherit. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Then for all that wrought my pardon, for thy sorrows deep and sore, for thine anguish in the garden, I will thank thee evermore, thank thee for thy groaning, sighing, for thy bleeding and thy dying, for that last triumphant cry, and shall praise thee, Lord, on high. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Old Testament Canticle, page 261. 
The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Our reading is from Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. And when you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm for today is Psalm 32, the first seven verses. 
Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as in the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time where you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lenten Responsory, page 263. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. A reading from the small catechism. What do you believe according to these words? I believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with us by his divine command, in particular when they exclude openly unrepentant sinners from the Christian congregation and absolve those who repent of their sins and want to do better, this is just as valid and certain, even in heaven, as if Christ our dear Lord dealt with us himself. The text that calls for our attention this day is our reading from Luke chapter 10, and especially these words of Jesus, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Every once in a while, a pastor will get a funny idea in their head. Perhaps they've grown bored with their own sermons, or they fear that their people have done the same. But in that moment, they make the decision that they must do something to capture everyone's attention. When I was beginning ministry, one of the main things that it seemed people would do in this moment was to decide to dress up as a biblical character and give a sermon from that perspective. Somehow the message was supposed to have a little bit more power if it was delivered firsthand from someone that was famous in the Bible. Maybe perhaps part of the reason people did this is because we all sort of wish that we could interact with biblical characters directly. And of course, of all the people we meet in the scriptures, Jesus himself would be among the first that we would love to be able to meet personally. Wouldn't it be something if one Sunday, while you had your head bowed in confession, if Jesus walked up the aisle, wouldn't it be amazing if when you opened your eyes, you saw there Jesus standing instead of your pastor? And if it was Jesus that told you 
that your sins were forgiven in the name of his Father, in his name, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't that be astounding? Wouldn't you tell everybody about it when you got home? Wouldn't you tell everybody that you saw the next week about what had occurred? Well, today, in the part of the catechism that we're focusing on, we are reminded that indeed when our pastor speaks to us the word of forgiveness, that word we usually call absolution, whether that's individually to us or together in a worship service, when he speaks that word that our sins are forgiven, we are to believe that that word is just as valid and certain as if Jesus himself stood in front of us and pronounced it himself. But do we really believe that? Our reading for tonight helps us to understand why it is that we should truly believe that. In our reading, Jesus is sending out the 72. Of course, a larger group than the original 12 he had sent out. But he sends out these 72 with his own authority, just as he had done with the 12. He sent them out with the keys that we talked about last week with the authority to forgive the sins of those who repented and to retain the sins of those who were unrepentant. In our reading for today, Jesus says it a little differently. He tells those 72 as they go out that when they arrive in any place, they are to wish that place peace in the name of Jesus. If their ministry is received and received as Christ's own ministry, they are to rejoice and they are to offer all the benefits of the kingdom to all. They are to forgive sins. They are to heal diseases. And when they do so, they are to let the people know that the kingdom of God has come upon them. However, if their ministry was not received as Christ's own, they are to assure the people that their sins are not forgiven, going as far as to wipe the very dust from their towns off of their feet before they leave. But even then, the message would be the same. The kingdom of God has come upon you. Do you understand this, that when we pray in the Lord's Prayer that the kingdom of God would come, this is what we are praying for. We are praying that the forgiveness of sins would be given to all who repent. And we are also praying, though, that God would rebuke those who are unrepentant, lest they continue in sin. For those are both ways in which the kingdom of God comes. And it comes through God's sent messengers. Those living in the days of the 72 were not to question whether the kingdom of God could still come into their midst simply because the King Jesus was not there in person himself. They were to understand that the king had sent these men before himself with the full authority of his kingdom. They were to understand this chiefly for their own comfort, that when those who had been sent assured them of the forgiveness of sins, that the kingdom of God indeed had come upon them, that they were welcomed into full citizenship in that kingdom with all the benefits and privileges thereof, they were to know that those things were certain. They were to know that all the riches of God were theirs. But of course, if they would not receive this, there was a word of warning. If they would not receive the coming of the king through his sent ones, then they would be destroyed by the king. 
His kingdom would come against you rather than for you. Not even the dust from your town would be allowed to remain. The same is true for you. You do not have to worry about whether the kingdom of God can come into your midst simply because the King Jesus has ascended back into heaven. No, the ones whom God has sent to you indeed bring that kingdom into your midst just as Jesus has promised. And as for you, this is meant for your comfort as well. It is meant to take your troubled and weary conscience, so aware of your own sinful thoughts and deeds, and to put it at rest. If you doubt for a moment whether the sent one of Christ has his authority, well, then you will be robbed of the comfort that God wishes to deliver to you through them. You will wonder where you stand with God, and God does not want that. He wants you to know for certain that you are forgiven, and so he has sent one of flesh and blood with a tongue to speak this good news right into your ears. He does it for you every time you gather for worship and confess your sins. When you hear that word of absolution from your pastor, know that your sins are forgiven. He also does it when you come individually before your pastor and confess your sins in that way. And he speaks to you personally that word of absolution that you need to hear. Yes, those sins that we know and feel in our hearts, those things that we can't get off our conscience, those things the Catechism tells us we should confess to our pastor individually. For he is the one whom God has given for this very purpose. Now, some people think Lutherans just don't do that sort of thing, confess their sins individually before their pastor. They think that for some reason that this is only a thing that Roman Catholics would do. But Lutherans have always done this, and they have done it precisely because God in his scriptures has said that we are to do this and that it is for our good. He has attached his promises to it. And so you must know that you can come to your pastor, that you can come and confess your sins, that those sins will be kept in confidence by the pastor, and that much more importantly, those sins will be sent away when the sent one of God brings the kingdom of God into your midst using Christ's authority that has been entrusted to them. Yes, he might even use your name. He might mention those very sins that you have confessed, but he will do so in order that you might know for certain that those sins are forgiven. I have suggested ever since the first week of our Lenten meditations that the question we should be asking in this season is this, what will happen if I confess my sins? Oh yes, we've been reminded too of the consequence of not confessing our sins, but we don't want to leave these Lenten meditations without understanding for certain that God would much rather forgive you of your sins than withhold that gift from you. What will happen if you confess your sins? Well, you know. God will forgive your sins and you will live. So come and confess with the congregation together. Come and confess individually before the one whom God has sent you. Come and know that the word that you hear in either of those places is as valid and certain as if Jesus himself had spoken it to you.
through his sent ones. God forgives your sins and you live. The kingdom of God comes near to you and you receive all of its riches. All of those riches earned for you by Jesus through his death and through his resurrection. Praise be to him eternally. Amen. 616 verses 1, 4, and 5. Baptismal waters cover me As I approach on bended knee My Father's mercy here I plead For grievous sins of thought and deed from your own mouth comes forth a word. Your shepherd speaks, but you are heard. Through him your hand now stretches out, forgiving sin, destroying doubt. Baptismal waters cover me, Christ's wounded hand has set me free. Held in my Father's strong embrace, with joy I praise him for his grace. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for seasonable weather, and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, for all those who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in need, for the hungry and the homeless, for the widowed and the orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Pamela Berge, Peggy Harris, Larry Alm, Tom Kosky, Elaine Stieg, and Cindy Goss, as they suffer with cancer, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Bev Newham, as she recovers at home, after her heart issues, let us pray to the Lord. For all of those being impacted by the coronavirus, whether by the disease itself or the other impacts that it has had on everyone's lives, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and all of our other needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty and eternal God, for our many sins, we justly deserve eternal condemnation. In your mercy, you sent us your dear Son, 
our Lord Jesus Christ, who won for us forgiveness of sins and everlasting salvation, grant us a true confession that dead to sin we may be raised up by your life-giving absolution. Grant to us your Holy Spirit that we may ever be watchful and live true and godly lives in your service. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Martin Luther's Evening Prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. I pray that you would forgive me all of my sins where I have done wrong and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Hymn 878, Abide With Me, verse 1 and verse 6. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, O abide with me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's faint shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. Amen.